Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. الحمد لله الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله الحمد لله نستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا من يهده الله فلا مذل له ومن يدلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمدا نبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساء فأوسيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله تعالى أرمائي مسيوف أن يسأل تفير الله قال تعالى في القرآن الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله حق تقاتي ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون قال تعالى يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask for his peace and blessings upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The one who Allah guides, none can misguide him. And the one who does not have the guidance from Allah, who is it that will guide him? I want to talk today about a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. About a day that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam shed tears, the Prophet cried sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And why did he cry sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Why were there tears down his beautiful face? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, "Iqra alayya." Read upon me, read to me. Read the Quran to me. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu an was a bit surprised. And he replied to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that should I read to you when the Quran was revealed to you sallallahu alaihi wasallam? The Prophet said, "Naam, yes, read to me." And Ibn Masud radiallahu anhu he said that he read the Quran until he reached a verse. He read from Surah An-Nisa, and in the khutbah we start one of the ayahs that the Imams mention in the khutbah. يا أيها الذين آمنوا يا أيها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة from سورة النساء. so ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه started from the beginning of سورة النساء and he kept reading and he reached a certain verse and the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said to him حسبك الآن حسبك الآن enough it is enough and he said that when he turned to him فَإِذَا أَيْنَاهُ تَدْرِفَانِ That the eyes of the Prophet ﷺ, there were tears 
flowing down his eyes. Which ayah in Surah An-Nisa did he reach? He reached ayah number 41. Ayah 41, the discussion is about Yawm Al-Qiyamah. The discussion is about the trial that I will face, the trial that you will face, the trial that we will face. The discussion is about that Allah does not do dhulm, Allah does not oppress, Allah does not misjudge anybody. He judges in the best way. He gives people exactly what they deserve, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the verse that he stopped on, Subhan uh, Abdullah ibn Masood, when the Prophet stopped him, فَكَيْفَ إِذَا جِئْنَا مِنْ كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ بِشَهِيدٍ So how will it be when we bring from every nation, مِنْ كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ We bring a shaheed, a witness. وَجِئْنَا بِكَ وَجِئْنَا بِكَ لَا هَؤُلَاءِ شَهِيدًا And we bring you, بِكَ We bring you, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as what? As a witness over these people. This Ummah, this Muslim Ummah. The discussion is about the Day of Judgment. The discussion is about trial. And when you think of a trial, in a trial, somebody is brought to answer a case. There is a case in front of you. What do you have to say? What did you do? What did you not do? And there is a witness, a witness who is brought forward, a truthful witness, to testify. And the Prophet ﷺ was shedding tears because he will be the one who will testify against me and you. By what? By what will he testify? What will he witness over us? Whether or not we followed what he left behind And what he left behind is the Qur'an and the Sunnah. The Qur'an and the Sunnah. The Qur'an and the Sunnah of the Prophet And this is the month of what? Shahru Ramadan al-Ladhi. Unzila fihi al-Qur'an. The month in which was revealed the Qur'an. Hudan lil-Nas. Wa bayyinati min al-Huda wa al-Furqan. As a guidance for mankind and the clarification. A criteria and a way to determine what is right, what is wrong, as determined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how do we look to this Qur'an? How do we take this Qur'an? What do we take from this Qur'an? So that on the day when he is a witness, we have a good answer. We have a good answer that we followed the Qur'an. And so now when it is brought to be a witness, it will be a witness for us, inshaAllah. We pray the Qur'an will not be a witness against us. But we have to ask some questions and I have to make an observation. We can talk about how individuals are taking the Qur'an in this month. A lot of reading of the Qur'an. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's correct. But was the Qur'an revealed only to be recited? Fakat. Just to be recited. And are we warned in this Qur'an, in these last nearly 20 days of Ramadan, we have stood behind the Imams in Salatul Taraweeh. We have listened to so many verses. But I have to ask myself, and you have to ask yourself, we have to ask ourselves, how many of those verses are implemented? How many of those verses just wash over our heads? Just stopped in the recitation, in the throat. Do not have any life in the life of this Ummah. Because Allah warns us in the Quran, in this book. He warns us a warning which was regarding the previous nations, but which can apply to us. 
We have heard this verse. This verse I'm going to recite, we've heard it. We've heard it already this Ramadan. أَفَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِبَعْدِ الْكِتَابِ وَتَكْفُرُونَ بِبَعْدِ فَمَا جَزَاءُ مَنْ يَفْأَلُ ذَلِكَ مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا خِزْيٌ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Allah warning me and you. Have you seen those? They claim to believe in part of the book. They reject other parts of it. And what is their end? They will have disgrace in this world. And it doesn't end there. And on the day of judgment, they will be sent back to the severest punishment. And Allah is not unaware of what you are doing, what I am doing, what we are doing. How do we take these verses? How do we look to them? Are we motivated by them to see them implemented in the life of this ummah or not? The verse that talks about fasting in the Surah Al-Baqarah 183. We ask about that verse. We ask about the ahkam, the rulings to do with fasting. Ya Imam, Ya Shaykh, Ya Ustad, what breaks my fast? What can I do? Can I take an injection? Can I use an inhaler? What if I'm traveling? How much distance? What about... We want to know all the rules related to this verse in detail so we can follow it. So we can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the correct attitude. But in this same Surah Al-Baqarah, before this, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kutiba alaykum al-qisasu fil qatla Or you who believe fa'am al-qisas, the legal retribution in the cases of murder also has been prescribed for you. The verse is similar style. Kutiba alaykum. Prescribed upon you is what? Siyam, fasting. But also what? Qisas. There's rulings to do with qisas. In an Islamic society, if somebody's murdered, how do you establish justice? Allah has decided. Also in a similar style, kutiba lakum. Fighting has been prescribed for you, even though it is hateful to you. Also in Al-Baqarah, three verses, similar style, similar judgments on three issues. One of them we know very well and we rush to embrace. The other two, what happens? What happens? My point is that this Quran was revealed, yes, for the individual, yes, for your morals, yes, for your aqidah, for your beliefs, yes, for your values, yes, for how you see the world, but also to change how we live, to change the society, to change that when Muslims live together in the Muslim world, the Muslims living together, this Islam, this ahkam, this Quran, came not only to change the individual, it came to change the society and rule over the society. How do we look to this Qur'an? Mainly it is to do with reading. In this month and outside of it, mainly to do with reading. And brothers, mashallah, they send me on WhatsApp this recitation from Algeria. Or maybe you get this recitation from Morocco, this recitation from Makkah, this recitation from Medina. And the Qaris are so numerous in our times. MashaAllah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. There are, there are Qaris of Quran. There are people who recite Quran who I prefer more than some other ones. There's one Sheikh, he's blind. I love when he recites Quran. Why? He reads Quran with meaning. 
with meaning. So when he's talking about, when he's reading the verses of Jahannam, the verses where Allah is talking to us in a severe way, his voice will rise, his voice will lower, his voice will stretch. The emotion in his voice, the tears that he comes out with. And when I pray behind him, you get affected. You have to get affected. I love praying behind this Imam and the way that he recites. And maybe you have yours. But this Quran was not revealed in this month only for recitation. And the Prophet will be brought as a witness over us, not simply to say, did my Ummah read the Quran well? He will be brought as a witness to say, did we follow this Quran in its entirety, fully? And one aspect which is neglected from Ramadan to Ramadan in the life of this Ummah is the fact that this Quran came also with rules for society. It came to change how Muslims in their lands live together. Let's look at three areas. Look at things that affect us, not just the individual, us in the Muslim world. Look at the economy in the Muslim world. You know and I know that Allah in Surah Al-Baqarah, we know this verse so well. Riba is forbidden. Yet every Muslim country, they go to the World Bank, they go to the IMF, Sudan is taking a loan from the Arab something something bank all based on interest. The business transactions in our countries, the banking system following the West, all based on interest. I used to work, one of my bosses in a previous job was a non-Muslim guy. He lived and worked in Saudi Arabia for a while. So we used to discuss. And he said to me one day that from living in Saudi Arabia, he knows that a lot of these transactions, a lot of these contracts, he says they're no different. He says they say Sharia, this is a non-Muslim speaking, that they just change the name. That they are the same ones that they, the non-Muslim banking systems, in the stock markets and all this, we have, stock, we have everything in our countries. And Allah, He warns, He warns, on the Day of Judgment, what will happen to the person who took interest? The harsh hadith about the one who takes interest and what he's doing near the Kaaba. You know this very well, I know this very well. But sometimes we as an Ummah, we're silent. When these verses, when they are recited, we prayed behind the Imam. We heard it, and after that, we were not agitated. We were not moved to say, why is this not implemented in our lives? Why is it Allah says this, and the reality in the Muslim world is this? Why is there disobedience of these ayahs of Quran? Was it just for recitation? And the governments, they promote this. Allah in Surah Al-Baqarah, in verse number 48, فَحْكُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ Rule between them, بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ وَلَا تَتَّبِعْ أَحْوَاءَهُمْ أَمَّا جَاءَكَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ Rule between them by what Allah has revealed. Don't follow their desires. Don't let them take away, take you away from the haqq, from Islam. And you look to every Muslim country, any of them ruling by the Sharia, these verses from the Quran? No. But what is also sad, are we agitated, are we affected? In the time of Omar al-Farooq radiallahu anhu, he was the Khalifa of the Muslims. He stood, he gave a khutbah to the people, and he wanted to limit the dowry, the mahar. Now look at the, look at the way the people looked to the Qur'an in their times. Look at how we should be looking to the Qur'an. Afterwards, a woman, a woman, a woman, she accounted Omar. 
You are bringing something new. It is not in the Quran. It is not in the Sunnah. The Prophet did not forbid it. Allah did not forbid it. You cannot forbid it, Ya Umar. The verses, the hadith about dowry to her was not just, it's something I hear. It's something that was recited to me. It's something I read. She was, I'm a Muslim. These verses address me. Allah said, between us, we should establish this. That means we should rule by this Quran. We should implement the verses. And that means the ruler should apply this over us. So she went to the ruler and she accounted the ruler in her time. In every Muslim country, none of them rules by the Sharia. This Ramadan, we turn towards Makkah, we turn to the Qibla. Prince Salman from Saudi Arabia, he went to Washington. Shows you what Qibla, the Ummah has one Qibla to Allah, the so-called rulers have another one. And in every area of life, if you go to our countries, you know in the ruling, in the parliament, they use the Quran in the parliament, in the Muslim countries. They use the Quran. Haven't you heard them use Quran in parliament? They use the Quran at the opening of the parliament. You know the first day when the parliament opens, a new parliamentary session, they call some famous sheikh, some famous qari. Read, read, bismillah. And you see on TV a qari with a beautiful recitation. He will read verses from the book of Allah. And when the qari finishes, they will say, the job of Islam, the job of Quran, this is now finished. Kari, you can go, thank you very much. And now the legislators, like the way we have in the West, the legislators, the lawmakers, will now sit down and decide what is halal, what is haram, what contracts to have, what morality to have. The TV stations in Ramadan, they want to broadcast these soap operas, you know, in the Muslim world. Even, you know, when governments don't rule by Sharia, even our morals are not safe. Our morals are not safe. Across the Muslim world, in the Arab world, in Ramadan, you have these soap operas. Here you got EastEnders. In the Arab world, you have Ramadan spectacular. They make programs just for Ramadan. So before Taraweh, or just after Taraweh, instead of you getting close to Quran, doing ibadah, you can sit in front of the TV with the family. And you can watch the latest gossip, the latest adultery, the latest fornication, dressed up. You don't say it is fornication, but it's dressed up very nicely. You know, it's in a soap opera, it's entertainment. Yeah? It makes you laugh. It's a human story. It makes you cry. Corrupting the morals of the people. And if you look to the issue of the suffering of this Ummah, the Quran says one thing and we see something else. In Surah An-Nisa, not Surah An-Nisa, one of the, it's in the, another surah, another surah. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? وَإِنِ اسْتَنْصَرُوكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ فَعَلَيْكُمُ النَّصْرِ If they ask you for help in the deen, it is a duty to help them. So look at our situation. This verse has already been recited this Ramadan. We have heard it, most of us. Because we prayed behind the Imams, may Allah accept our salah. But when this verse was recited, did our mind go to Syria? Because now, in the age of modern technology, from Syria, we have seen those videos. A place, a house has just been bombed. And somebody has a mobile phone camera. And somebody speaking to the camera. And the person is saying something like, Where is the Ummah of Muhammad wasallam? Where are the Muslims? Our house is destroyed. Our children are starving. Our women are killed. Where is this Ummah? You've seen those videos? I've seen them. I've seen more than one, more than two. I've seen many. 
and may Allah forgive us. Now what are we going to say? In the Quran, he said, If they ask you for help in the deen, is this man not asking for help? And help does not mean just you give charity. You give charity, may Allah reward it. Help is to change the situation. In Syria, people are being killed by a tyrant. It needs an army to go in and liberate them. Palestine needs an army to go in and liberate them. And across the Muslim world, in Turkey, in Saudi Arabia, we have billions of dollars of weapons. Hundreds of thousands of troops. But rulers who refuse, who ignore the Quran, who ignore this ayah. But also we have an ummah, me and you, who sometimes are silent. Because if they are criminals, the rulers, when we had the verse, when we agitate, when we motivate you to say, what are you doing? You're the one with the power. You're the one with the army. You should move them. Otherwise, get out of the way. Or are we happy just to recite these verses? The Quran came to change society. The Quran came to be applied in the life of the Ummah. To apply the Quran in the life of the Ummah requires that this Ummah has a state. This Ummah has a ruler. This Ummah has a Khalifa who implements the Khilafah Rashida, who takes the rule from the Quran, who applies them and enforces them over marriage, over trade, over warfare, over helping our Ummah, over every area. That is why when the Prophet passed away, the Sahaba did not bury him. Did not bury him for two nights and three days. Not because they did not love him, they loved him more than we love him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because they understood large parts of the Quran will remain in a book, will remain on the shelf, will remain on the pages, unless there is an Amir, a Khalifa, to implement it over them. They appointed Abu Bakr as Siddiq, then they buried the Prophet. This is how they took the Quran. And my message to us today, a reminder to myself today, when we read these verses, we should read them. We should reflect upon them. What is Allah saying to us? And they should be implemented in the life of this ummah. And that means supporting, calling, demanding the return of the Sharia, the great Sharia of Islam, to implement Islam in this lands, in the Muslim lands. My final message, brothers and sisters, the Prophet wasallam cried, because he knows he will be brought as a witness over us. He knows he will be a witness. And maybe he cares so much for us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So true. Not maybe. He did care for us so much. He's thinking, what, 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 what about my ummah? How will they take this Quran? But we have a second danger. Not only the Prophet has a witness over us. What about mankind? Because as long as this Islam is not implemented in any Muslim country, the Sharia is not clear for people to see the justice that it brings. Nobody will follow you if you don't follow what you claim is the truth. Nobody looks at the Muslim countries and says, we have poverty in the world, how do we solve it? Muslims, tell us from your Quran. You said the Quran is the final word? You said the Quran is from the Creator? You said the Quran answers everything? Okay, show us. Are people in the world running to Yemen, to Saudi, to any Muslim country, Morocco, Algeria, Sudan? This Sharia is beautiful. You follow it, let us follow it like you. Nobody. So on the day of judgment, we face a danger that not only the Prophet is a witness over us, we face a second danger that people in the world who are dying for solutions, 
who Allah said to us, Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka li tukhrija nasa min al-zulumati ila al-nur. Bi-ithni rabbihim bila sirat al-aziz al-hamid. That you are the ummah, reveal this Qur'an to this ummah, to this noble prophet, the prophet who led this ummah. Why? So that you guide mankind. So you are witnesses, shaheed, over mankind. And on the day of judgment, if we don't do our job, this Quran is not implemented in any state in the Khilafah Rashid and a Muslim world, then maybe people will be deserved, will have a right over us to come and to say, You Muslims, you didn't show us the way. You didn't show us the way. You're the one to blame. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا تَقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِ وَلَا تَمُتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ We ask Allah to forgive us, we ask Allah to guide us. Ask Allah for forgiveness, أَقُولِ كَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Brothers and sisters, this is the month of the Quran. This is the month of Taqwa. This is the month in which the Quran was revealed. One of the great scholars who is around with us now, scholar of the Quran, he mentioned something very interesting about fasting. He mentioned that when you study the Quran, if you look in Surah Al-Baqarah, where the ayahs about fasting, is that around those verses are other verses, other duties on the Muslims on us as an ummah, duties of jihad, duties of applying the hudud, that there should be a ruler that applies the hudud, duties which can be hard. And he said, fasting, for you to fulfill these other duties, it requires strength, it requires steadfastness, that you stand even though things are rough. And that one of the things that fasting teaches us is to be steadfast in obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is taqwa. You run to obey Allah, we run to keep away from disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So through fasting we learn something which allows us when we go out in the rest of life, we are ready to implement Islam in every area because through our fasting we gain taqwa. May Allah ta'ala grant us taqwa in this month. <coughs> Ramadan is a month of Quran. The Quran came for the individual, yes. It came for society. It came to be applied. And to apply it requires a state that applies it. So we need to start a new look to the Quran. We need to take off the glasses that we have. The glasses that we have that says to us, only look to the Quran for marriage. Only look to the Quran if somebody dies. Surah Yasin, please, 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 quick, 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 Yasin. Fine. I'm not saying this is wrong. But if the Prophet will be a witness over us, we need to look to all of the Qur'an that applies to you as an individual, your morals, everything, and also that says that we, 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 together, have to implement this. And that means in the Muslim world, we should be a voice calling for the return of the Sharia, calling for the application of the Qur'an which was revealed in this month. And the Sharia is only applied by having a ruler, a sincere ruler, not these criminals or these militias, a sincere ruler again that we call for, we demand, 
to return, to be appointed from this Ummah, to apply the ayahs from this Quran. May Allah Ta'ala bless this Ummah soon with the return of the Khilafah Rashid. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala accept our Siyam, accept our Qiyam. May Allah Ta'ala free our necks in this month. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala accept our recitation of Quran. May Allah bring us close to the Quran, help us to start a new relationship with the Quran, to read the Quran, to reflect and think about the Quran, and to call for the implementation of the Quran. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.